Hello everybody and welcome to No Time to Grind. It's the podcast for a busy gamer. You've caught us in the middle of a little extra sode. These episodes take place in the middle of the month as we play our game. We're currently playing Psychonauts. If you want to join in, then uh, pick it up yourself. We'll be chatting about that end of this July 2021 at time of recording. As always, I'm joined by Matt. Hello. And Adrian. Hola. We just like to get a little bit loosey-goosey in extrasodes and talk about like what's happening in games, what's happening in our lives, in our lives with games, in our games with lives. Because Mitch was playing, <laughs> Matt was playing The Sims. Can't believe you just called me yeah, Mitch, but that's okay. That's fine. That's <laughs> fine. No, that's Sorry. fine. We're all good. Uh, yeah, so I played some of The Sims, but I tell you what, I just feel like it's. I feel like it's hard to. You know, Twitch is a competitive market kind of thing is the problem. And if I'm not playing a game that's getting me billions of views, then what's the point? Got to give the people what they want, or at least with the algorithm what it wants. And what do they want at the moment, if I can just ask, at MegamattEx on Twitch? Um, I think at the moment my grand audience... So the, the... the close people, like uh, Boy From Mars, Leo Da. Oh, wait, Leo, that's you, Adrian. <gasps> Hi, that's me. Is yeah. this where you want me to plug myself? Yeah, go for it. Hey, I stream sometimes too now. I'm not copying oh. him whatsoever. At Leo underscore DA. <laughs> I don't think at is really. It, is it's it? twitch.tv slash. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> at, at would be Twitter, which is yeah. still at MegamedX on Twitter. I- anyway, um, <laughs> so for, for Leo... For you, Adrian, I feel like it could be anything, but I feel like I've accidentally put myself into a phasmophobia cookie cutter hole, and I'm happy ah. to provide that. I'm like, I'm happy to. It's just I don't want to be. I don't want to be known for that. You know what I'm saying? I think you've broken out. I think early on it was, but I think you have broken out now, and you could do a few different, like equally. Um, enjoyed games in terms of like fan culty sort of fan base i suppose um, uh, are you just trying to throw in our little, a little year theme, theme? Little... well i think it's just kind of what we've ended up in this year is just these cult sort of games so like early on phasmo for sure but now you're like dipping into like elite dangerous there was euro truck like they're very niche dedicated fan bases well i love me a simulation kind of game you know, like I love not, it doesn't need to be a simulation simulation. Like even though I did get a wheel, I didn't get the expensive one with force feedback because I don't, I wouldn't appreciate the simulation of driving a truck for the money that it's worth. I just wanted a wheel because it's like better to drive. It is literally a PlayStation 2 wheel that I got working on Windows 10. Don't ask me how. Uh and then Elite Dangerous, kind of the same. It's like you can spend literally nearly a thousand dollars on a bloody like pilot's joystick, and I'm like, that's that's not me. I like simulations. So Sims is the natural. <laughs> that's where the end of the road is, isn't it? That's, that's like the ultimate, unless you go on Second Life. Uh, oh, no, mm, oh, <laughs> no. I think that's going to be a no from me. Uh, but, yeah, so I think that's what my people want. But it's hard. It's a fickle thing. It's like, what do you do, Twitch? What do we do the podcast for? We do the podcast 100% for ourselves. Whereas I feel like Twitch, it's like, what do I do it for? And the reason that I do it, ignoring growth, is is counterproductive kind of thing. And that's uh that's my that's my Twitch time. <laughs> Check Matt out at Mega Matt EX on Twitch. Uh, and it's a good laugh. And if I'm offline, but Adrian's online, I'm auto hosting him. There you go, <gasps> baby. I'll be streaming after this, assuming this doesn't go too late. We started a little later than usual recording. Ooh. But oh, no. uh, I've been replaying Bloodborne, and I. I was instantly addicted, man. I was like, so I, I picked up Horizon Zero Dawn because I'm like, all right, the new one's coming out. People say this game is great. Some people say 
this game is better than Breath of the Wild, which came out, those two games came out at the same time, and people often think uh, it was overshadowed by Breath of the Wild. So I was like, all right, I've got time. I'm not playing much else apart from the pod game. I'll give it a go again, because I had tried it a little while ago and, and dropped off. Picked it up, got through the, like, forced myself the first few hours, even did a little bit of side stuff. Um, got through sort of the main first act-ish of the the game. And I'm just not grabbed. And I'm like, there's nothing bad. Like, the, the combat feels good. The, the, like, technological aspect of the game that it has with the robots and the... the the like future past technology is cool. And the, the only bit that kept me going was like sort of um, Aloy's story. But I got enough of it now that I'm like, eh, I don't care. <laughs> like, I just don't have any drive to pick it up. I, I like to, uh, when I've thought about games uh, before, I, in terms of how I like to rate them or, or think about them, I have this, I have this personal like stat that I call recall value, which is how much did this game make me want to come back to it? And horizon zero dawn has almost nil like one or two out of 10. Whereas something like, uh, I'm trying well, let me think of a recent example. Like ghost of Tsushima was really good. That was like eight or nine out of 10 for recall. I like, I, and th- those are comparable open world games split by a few years, obviously, but, um, that game, I was like, I'm sit down. I'm like, what do I want to play? Ghost of Shima. Currently, I sit down and go, I should probably play Horizon Zero Dawn, but I want to grind for a Bloodborne weapon. So, <laughs> back to my point, I've been playing Bloodborne again, and damn, it just feel good. Um, yeah, it's such a good game. I can't, I can't. Like playing it again has not changed my opinion on that. Would you pick up the director's cut of Ghost of Tsushima? It it, it is adding a little more, right? Um, probably not. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Did I actually buy the game, or did I get it for free? I think I got it for free or on special. But the director's cut, I think, on the PS4, if you want the extra content, it's sort of like how Final Fantasy VII Remake Integrate did it where I think you can buy the DLC on PS4, or if you have a PS5, you can buy like the visual PS5 upgrade, which then comes with it. But that upgrade costs more by comparison, Um, which I don't know. The whole upgrade cost thing, it really is... I don't know where I sit on it because I... In previous generations, games have just been re-released on consoles at full price. We're paying less now for upgrades. So people demanding free upgrades out of nowhere kind of blows my mind. Like, The Last of Us was released at the dead end of the PS3 life cycle. And then I got a PS4 remake. No one got free upgrades. You had to buy that. I guess maybe it's like, you could say it's like visually upgraded, but... These games are being visual upgrade. You know, you're paying for the PS5 version, the better frame rates, the the, the ray tracing, etc. So I almost go like, well, if you're paying less than a full price of a game, you're getting anything better than we've had in the past. But, but is I- this the developers saying that 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 it's now easier with PS5? They might turn around and go, well, that code is like basically there in the game we made from ps4 so the upgrade we simply turn it on it simply gets access to a better gpu more ram faster load times so we simply flick a switch and hey presto you've got the ps5 version now so like take a spider-man uh you like i've got it on ps4 i'll get the enhanced version if i get a ps5 Mm. is it because it's simply easier now but Three to four, they went, nah, we're, we've had to do a lot of work to make this look better on PS4. Well, that's what they're saying about four to five. Like, that's why they're ju- that's how they're justifying the increase in, in game price, the extra, like, $20 you have to pay for a PS5 game compared to a PS4 game. 
they're saying like, oh, well, it's higher graphics. It's harder to make. So therefore you have to have a price increase. But like, I feel like people have just forgotten the past and they're just looking right now and saying like, why do I got to pay more money for the same game? Can you play the game on a PlayStation 5? Like, can you play a PS4 version on a PS5? Yes. Yes, I can play, like, I played Ratchet & Clank, the original made for PS4 on PS5. It doesn't have any visual upgrades. Same with Bloodborne. That that doesn't have, like, an upgraded edition or anything. It's just the PS4 version running on a PS5. Can you play the PlayStation 3 version of The Last of Us on a PlayStation 4? No. There it is. That's it. Like, that's it. That's one of the reasons that it's like, oh, like... That's one of my reasons I say Xbox is more um, consumer-friendly because they generally do ha- have always had compatibility. So they're getting a raw deal because they're suddenly going from good to bad, whereas we're going from a whole different game to DLC, I guess. And yeah. then I do wonder, is it as simple as flicking a switch like Michael is saying, or is it is the code actually that much more difficult because you're, I think they are like emulating a PS4 within a PS5. Probably, are they doing that or are they doing? I couldn't tell you. Because if they are doing that, then I'll be like, yeah, it's, it's crappy, but that's could okay. You, could you tell by frame drops? Like if I'm playing Bloodborne and, you know, you get those classic Bloodborne blood frame drops. Bloodborne, yes. Um, flame. Because if it's emulating, is it restricting the like GPU usage to what a PS4 would be? Or is it still going to use the entire GPU, for example? It should still be using it. Like yeah, that's no, no. and that's kind of what I'm saying. That's where I'm coming from. Where it's like if they're technically throttling the game, then that's that's uh, oh, crappy, yeah. that would be awful i feel like that you could almost have a class action lawsuit because it's like oh you said that it the gpu is this good however you are bottlenecking it on purpose or on on a ps4 emulation i i mean but yeah yeah, i don't know it's just it feels this is a great way to segue into sort of what topic we were kind of bringing up beforehand which is like the side consoles and the mid-gen releases and stuff but i think in general we're reaching a point where generations are irrelevant and it's more so it's like PCs. You're just getting a better PC or a better console or a worse console. Like PS6, I can't imagine. We're past like fidelity upgrades, I think. Like ray tracing is like the latest thing. And like even then, it's not that huge of a jump compared to like SNES and N64 and 64 to GameCube. So, like, to me, I feel like you're, what you're getting is, like, marginally better or experience changes. Like, the PS5 with its triggers is can seem gimmicky, but it's quite... I've, had, I've played games now where it's quite um, effective in gameplay. Like, having that sort of double click or the, the resistivity, which is a new word. Uh <laughs> resistivity resistivity resistivity. yeah word of the day that like comes into play in actual gameplay it's not just a it's not just like a fun little showy thing so i feel like we're just blending away from generations and you know maybe the next thing shouldn't be ps6 but it maybe they come out with three different consoles of various which they've started to do already you, i mean xbox has the xbox sx and xbox xx ox whatever like so it's series s and series x yeah the series yeah keep and up <laughs> yeah god i'm I, every day i feel like i'm getting older when it comes to video games um, like don't get me wrong they're stupid names i, I just thought it would be fun to uh, be your foil no uh, that's fine so what where do you guys sit on like this how the generations have progressed and where they're going. So like they have a generation because they have, especially like Nintendo is probably the best example because they're very particular with the hardware. And that's why they're always generally a generation late in terms of hardware, because they know what works best for it kind of thing. Like 
the Wii U was not as powerful as the PS4, but I think it was just Mario, the Mario World that was on it. Mario Land, Mario World, Planet, whatever. Uh, it looked so good and the reflections were so good and it's because they just knew how it worked. In terms of realism, like, obviously it wouldn't come as close, but in their stylized way, it I think it was better than what the PlayStation would have given. Like, their little big planet wouldn't have stood up to Mario. Uh, but then now, obviously, is it still Little Big Planet? Astro's Playroom, I guess. Yeah, it's the is closest. There little, is there a Little Big Planet? There's a Little Big Planet platformer, but not a Little Big Planet. Right. Uh, but those are now obviously way ahead, and I don't think that the Switch could do anything. But the point is, is that they were comfortable with the software or hardware rather, and made the best software for the hardware. So. That's what I would be concerned in terms of consoles is, for starters, how many consoles are you going to have to buy to, like, keep up? Like, how? so PS5 is 750. How how many years am I? Is it still 750 every six years? Or do I now need to be buying a new model every now and then? Do they have some sort of trade-in program? (laughs) Like, not EB Games. Not JB Hi-Fi, like PlayStation goes, oh, Fidelity's bad. Like, they, I don't think they'll do that. So it's like, how much money am I going to be spending? Mm. And that's what uh, I mean, because I feel like the jumps aren't worth it anymore. Like, the PS5 just feels like a really good PC upgrade. Like, I feel like maybe my PC right now is a PS4, and I want a PS5 equivalent PC. Obviously, they're not equivalent in terms of actual output but in terms of like the levels i suppose um whereas before it felt like a completely new thing you'd get a Wii, and you're like this is a whole new experience you get the ps2 and you'd be like damn this is changing gameplay whereas now it just feels like okay we've we've homogenized how we play games except nintendo they're doing their own thing and that's why they're fantastic um so now we're just upping the, the power, upping the graphics, upping the RAM, upping the hard drives, whatever. It just doesn't feel as worth it to upgrade. I feel that I feel that the generations will still exist because they make the consoles in such a way that it, you go like, oh, what kind of CPU is it? And they say, oh, well, like, it's a custom-made Intel. It's similar to an i7, but it's not an i7. So I don't think Sony, Nintendo, or Microsoft want you to view them as computers made of computer parts. They still want them to very much be like, no, we designed this. A computer you, like, put together and everything works and you've got the RAM you want and... The CPU one one, but they're like, but this is this is tweaked and optimized in this specific way. That therefore this computer is no longer a computer, it is the PlayStation 5. And it's like so I think that generations in that regard will still exist. And but the thing they have to keep in mind if they do it, and I felt like they lost a bit of this in PS4, was that if you're gonna do that, if you're gonna say this is the console for the next what was it? Was it seven years of ps4 yeah yeah that's about generation cycle if you're saying this is it for seven years then you have to base your games i'm sorry on the first iteration and i felt that towards the back end of the ps4 take uh, cyberpunk for example where they clearly had been building it on the ps4 pros and PS5s to the and and hid that fact from reviewers and consumers that it would run like garbage on base systems and you can't do that i'd rather you not even release it on that generation and just say sorry this is ne- this is next generation because 
Because what kind of experience is that for a consumer to be like, oh, yeah, it kind of works, but you've got to run it like 20 frames a second uh, and like it'll, uh, it'll, the draw distance will be noticeably like crunched. Um, and you don't have like, you don't have any choice of it. You can't tweak the settings because remember, it's not a computer. There's nothing you can do. So on my PC, I don't have the best GPU, but I can make tweaks to get away with things. I can lower some shadows, raise some textures. I can adjust it till I go. No, this is all, this is all right. It's not it's not high performance, but it's a, it's a medium I'm okay with. But we were getting like even Jedi Fallen Order, which for the most part looked amazing, at times really chugged. Mm. And like when I'm playing Red Dead Two, it sounds like my console is just gonna like blast off. Lady Richard Branson going off to space this morning <laughs> <laughs> on the back of a PS4 trying to play Spider-Man. Like, you, like, they have to keep it in mind. I know the devs want to push things as far as they can, but you still have to make it for the base model. And if you get extra performance out of the new iterations, fantastic. But you must have a playable product on the base model. What do you see coming? Because we've we've now seen the Switch OLED was announced, um, which we can talk about in a sec. But what do you see coming for mid-generation Sony and Xbox Microsoft consoles? Like, what can it do more? Well, what would I you would want think- games to do more? Like, if they look graphically impressive, what's the next step? Uh, like, I... That's what I'm asking. I don't know because, like, you know, the mid-gen for the previous ones were like, okay, they tried to introduce 4K early. And for those who wanted it, maybe it worked out and everyone else just stuck with their, uh, like, base consoles. But, like, now the standard is 4K. What else, like, apart from more hard drive space or... And I'm sure, like, they'll come up with something that blows us away and we'll be like, yeah, man, I need that. But, like, even the Switch OLED is like, eh, I love Nintendo, but I don't know if I need one that much. Like, it's literally just a slightly better screen That's and a better kickstand, which, to be fair, is quite a revelation. But that's kind of sad that that's where we're at. But I think that's where we're at. Kind of a nitpick. And I'm not disagreeing. Like, that's... Then we're agreeing because it's like, yeah, that's like a such a small kind of thing, such a small feature, and yet we're like, oh, it's good. Because I'm, I don't think when I'm playing the Switch in uh, in handheld, I'm not thinking, are those really, really the truest blacks I could be seeing? Like the darker darks, lighter lights. Is that what I am? I missing out on this? I'm just playing my Switch on the train. Yeah. I need a little bit more than this. If Nintendo turned around and said, well, we've made an OLED version because we'd like to phase out the base model because these in the long run will be cheaper to manufacture and it should come down to the same price across the next year. And so really for the same money, you'll get a better product. Like if they said that, you go, okay, cool. This is just the next iteration because that's what we can get. You can get form factor. You know, where PS3s originally were beasts. Mm. The PS5 is a beast. I'd (laughs) like to see the next iteration, them go, we can make it smaller now and uh, we can do it for the same price or maybe we can even start doing it for less. That's what should happen as time goes on. Consoles should get cheaper if they're using parts that are now older computer parts, which I believe we saw during the days of the PS2. They got more and more affordable as time went on, even before the release of PS3, whereas the last generation seemed to hold its value as it aged, which isn't really... That's not a correct like representation of the technology that you're running. So if you can make them smaller, cheaper, more efficient, a bigger hard drive, do that. But I don't feel that... I don't feel that you should really mess around with the specs. Like, I I don't think I like the idea of PS4 Pro because of what it did to the base PS4. Splintering the player base. With new Nintendo 3DS, 
great to put in the little the little thumbstick, but then you sort of locked people out of playing like Xenoblade Chronicles because the base ones couldn't play it anymore. At least it was locked out. So ha- like, good on Nintendo for not even trying to give you a subpar performance on a base Nintendo 3DS. So in that in that regard, lock me out if it's not for my model. Lock, just lock me out. Well, because yeah, you're say, essentially sorry, like, you don't want this. Well, I was just going to say, like Cyberpunk, I that's what happened. Like people were like you, you sold me something I cannot use. Yeah, and Sony wouldn't sell it on the digital store anymore mm. because they went, y- you don't want this, guys. Like you're going to have a bad time. Yeah, because they knew if there's a lawsuit happening, they know what side to be on, the winning side. So I'm okay uh, with that. Like, So I mentioned for a little sink, the PS1 became like a little tiny boy, little white thing, and you could even like have a, a TV screen and speakers attached to it. Those kinds of things are cool, and games don't really do those anymore. No, where's the ridiculous, uh, ridiculous yeah. peripherals, hey? Have you seen the attachment for the Series S? It, they have that, exactly what you're saying. You plug it in, you've got a TV. I don't know where the power comes from, though. Just have a car battery off camera. <laughs> well, like, where's an adapter released by Nintendo for the Switch dock that can take your Game Boy games? You know, the GameCube had one. How good would that be if they were like, hey, you buy this little thing, you plug it in in the USB port, hey, presto, you're now playing uh, Pokemon Emerald, the original cart on your on your Switch. Yeah, but that's a. I feel like that's technically another argument uh, and my jaded Nintendo f- like fan, but uh, it's because they don't want you to buy... Like, they don't want you to go and get your old Emerald or pay someone else for their old emerald they want you to go buy omega ruby alpha they, they want you to yeah. get sword and shield i think in general all the businesses like all three of the big ones have become more business centric like a lot of no, them I- you hear stories of each of them doing good things but also terrible things i think they're all equally but in different ways kind of trash but good like Microsoft has really picked it up with the Xbox Game Pass, but then they've done a lot of anti-consumer things in other aspects. And same with Sony, they they do a lot of good stuff, but a lot of bad stuff. And Nintendo has fallen from grace. I don't think Xbox or Microsoft with Xbox has, has done anything anti-consumer, except that they uh, have released the Xbox. What I'm saying is is that what they do is good. Game Pass is that's good. I would say, but, the, but releasing had, the Xbox, <laughs> I'd say that is like Xbox, very consumer friendly. I agree, that's a great thing, and every other business should learn from it. Uh, buying Bethesda and locking a bunch of games out behind people, uh, anti-consumer. You know, like hey, I'm hurt the most from decisions. that, but that's business. Like, yeah, to but me, say, that's same business, with like. Whereas, Sony else. and Nintendo being like, you got to pay. We don't want you to buy that. Like. I mean, I guess that's just a difference of opinion where I'm like, that's that's all fair in love and war. But then purposely not having the good games on your... What, what's it called? The Nintendo service? Nintendo Shop? No, the, wait, the subscription oh, service. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nintendo Online stuff. Yeah, not having the best SNES games on that on purpose. I mean, the like, thing with that is... That, to me, that's like that's the Geneva con- convention. But that's self-defined. That's a service they've decided. Like, there's there's no comparable thing for... I mean, PlayStation has PS Now, uh, which costs vastly more, but I guess you get more recent games. Like, things aren't as one-for-one as they seem. That's that's, um, uh, PS Collection, which is kind of their attempt at a Game Pass. But PS Now is like, you can get Sly Raccoon Trilogy. Um for example, on PS Now. Because I was trying to find... That's right, I was trying to get God of War, like, 1, 2, and 3. They're on PS Now, not available in Australia. Um, so I had to, like, fetch fetch them out of my PS2. But... Yeah, 
No, like, sorry, I was not, just like, going to say any any service with a uh, with Bloodborne is worth whatever price they say. <laughs> uh, so, like that's that to me is like um, vaguely comparable, but not one to one to like Nintendo Online because that's part of your bundle. Nintendo Online costs like half or less the price of PS Plus. Like these things are not as one to one as you'd think. So that's why I'm like, eh. I've seen enough good stuff and enough bad stuff from all companies that they're all uh, they're all just businesses doing things for the good and for themselves in general. I feel like like designers and devs push the good of games, and then publishers go, "Well, we need money to do that." Yeah, and so. They're like the shoulder angel and the shoulder devil of the of the whole industry, and both have to exist. Unfortunately, yeah, I agree with that. Uh, going back to the OLED, what are your overall thoughts? And then I have a follow up question after you guys give your follow up thoughts. Uh, your thoughts? Is it something you um, would buy? No, never, never, <laughs> never. <laughs> Not even like oh, I'm tired of my. If it, if it was two dollars, if if oh. it was the only, if my switch broke and it was the only switch in stock in a hundred kilometer radius, all was cheaper. Like I'm assuming it's always going to be more expensive. If it does become cheaper, then obviously if I need a replacement, but I'm never going to replace mine. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, it just seems at this point premium, and I don't see how it affects. Like, I am a tight thrifty boy. If I didn't own a Switch, I might be inclined to just buy a Switch Lite, even. Like, the I don't. Two, the, yeah, yeah, the, the, the like, all handheld in one. only. Yeah. It's like, because, yeah, I don't care about that it's got a slightly nicer screen. It's not enough to slap an extra. I think it's like an extra 150 in Australia. Probably. It's probably going to be ridiculous. And I'm like, nah, it's not happening. Uh, my favorite part on the side note is one of the features is enhanced sound. And as an audio audio guy, I'm like, what? What is enhanced? Do you have better speakers? Is it in 96K? What's what's enhanced audio mean? You can't slip feel, that one past me. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that would be something like the speakers, like the plastic obf- obfuscating the speakers. Obstructing the speakers. Like it, yeah. uh, it's it's probably like technically it sounds better because it there's less stuff in the way, less plastic in the way. That's that's probably what it is. Yeah, and they've spun it as a as a as a massive boon. What would it take for the OLED or the Switch mid gen? I guess to have to want you to get it. Just what ha- actually be better. <laughs> Like, well, what does that mean? Because it technically Graphical, is better. It has better screen. Memory. Yeah, so you but want, it has like, a better screen. It doesn't have a better graphics. Like, the screen isn't... Like, the screen is bigger, but it's still 720p, you know? So That's it's, true. Correct, so then in correct some me if I'm wrong. it's worse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm seeing those pixels harder. But they're organic pixels now, or whatever they oh. whatever they own. <laughs> so you're <laughs> you're wanting like more space, more RAM, more CPU, more GPU, bigger screen, enhanced audio, uh, Joy Cons that aren't busted. <gasps> yeah, that's it. Joy Cons <laughs> that aren't busted. That's it. Yeah, yeah will no, no, the no, new no, ones no. still have drift? They uh, are no, the second gen people have confirmed. So they do. It's not as bad. No, the connectivity is fixed which was like the initial problem where your yeah. hand would get in the way kind of thing uh but the drift of like dust getting in the thing they're the same because they use the same what do you call them thumbsticks in terms. but that's a um those joy cons are already out like the new colored ones like the watermelon and the ones i got those are i think they're gonna be the same because those have fixed the connectivity but they still have drift problems so yeah like i mean i agree across the board like yeah, more pa- like an actual Switch Pro, not just a Switch better screen. And it doesn't even need to be a Pro, really. For me, it's like if it's just a maybe like a Switch, some, like some mid, some mid, 
we're like we did a little step like i don't need a lot but the thing is if it's what's going to push me over the line to purchase i would say i would tell nintendo i'm like use witcher 3 as your benchmark like yeah, yeah that's a good if idea. you can make witcher 3 on switch look better you'll probably find people will like pay for that alone doesn't have to be running on high, but if if, if anyone's w- watched any footage of it, there's some very dodgy, like, models. Like, amazing that they did it at all. Hats off to them. And apparently it's really fun handheld, but don't dock it, I've been told. Don't, no. <laughs> <laughs> On a 4K screen, it's not great. But the thing is, you don't get a Switch for its graphical fidelity. You get it for the... The different gameplay experience, so which is why I'm like I don't need the OLED because I'm. So not what did we used it. to get? You think about like the Game Boy Advance. The other iterations included like things that didn't exist and now just do. So like light color, light, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, here's a uh, question for Matt because Matt in our uh, pre-recording sync, his favorite like side console was the new 3ds so what did the new 3ds do that the 3ds hadn't done it's just a little joystick that was literally what i was thinking like that's that's what i was thinking of in making my choice i didn't i I thought this was just a like how we were syncing our audio i didn't think i was making a lifelong decision no every every, every comment is a lifelong consequences i will i will one day do a super cut of all those by the way oh no um yeah no it's i was just thinking what was the best side grade and that and it was that i can play monster hunter better because i actually have a right joystick now so would you get a new switch shall we call it if they said the new switch is compatible with a new kind of joy con where you can move the layout of your thumbsticks and buttons no, because oh. already that's adequate. <laughs> like, there's not a problem there. No, but some people some people have a problem with the layout of different controllers for a yeah. variety of reasons. They might go, I, "I don't want the thumbstick here uh, above here. the D pad. I want it below, like a PlayStation." Yeah, I, I don't want, want an Xbox. I want a PlayStation kind of thing. Or like, what if they said the new one uh, now has this? Abby, my wife, actually asked this. She said, "Does it?" have grip like or are the joy cons still flat and like that's what she wants from a newer iteration because the switch is pretty terrible to handle and you have to buy peripherals to make it more comfortable it's pretty amazing that nintendo themselves have not bothered to release something more ergonomic so you think that would come with a new iteration of joy con you'd be like these ones fit in your hands beautifully it's like a, like the switch pro controller but clicking onto the sides amazing and we made it and we charge a premium for it but they don't even bother they let third parties make shitty versions do you think it's, it just blows my mind do you think this then is more of a 3ds xl and then we'll get a new switch in a few more years yeah 100 this is the dsi even <laughs> okay yeah that's so, probably a good way of explaining it so Nintendo has a lot more I think it, I think it's safe to say Nintendo has a lot more mid-gen upgrades than other companies. So do you think other companies will turn that way? Cuz I I feel like that's what's going to start happening. Like the years between gens are going to get shorter and shorter until it, it becomes like graphics cards where it's just a new console every year that's like slightly better. See, I don't think so, just because of what I said, where it's like, it's such a controlled environment. Making games and software on a controlled environment is probably such a uh, relief for probably some, like, I think there's probably a middle ground where the big AAA, I imagine, in this day and age, I know that in PS3, Xbox uh, 360, this was not the truth, but it's like AAA devs should be able to comfortably, you know, port it to everything. And then you would have 
indies uh, where I'm pretty sure it's like because they're generally so not technically demanding that they're easy to port in that regard. And so you have that middle ground where smaller developers or um, the bigger indies probably are so relieved that it's a controlled environment so that they're able to port it because they know exactly what they're working with. They don't have to worry if they have this processor or this processor or this graphics card or for some reason this combination of graphics card and processor. It's it's all the set like they know exactly what they need to deal with. Uh, did you want to mention Smash Bros? Or? He's hey, he's oh, your yeah. character. He's your character, Michael. This was My you. you did this. Is this someone I don't know? Oh, you don't know. All right, Do drop you not it on know? him. Drop it on him. I don't know his name. I don't know his name, but you can. Tekken is in Smash Bros. Oh, it's released. Okay, I knew it was coming. It, it was, yeah, but it's also the the news was that it's coming, not inherently that it was released. But uh. Right, yeah. Kazuya Mishima from Tekken. Let me tell you about old Kazuya. Oh, right. yeah. Tell me. Yeah, uh, so he is a, he's the son of Hihachi Mishima, who runs the King of Iron Fist uh, tournament. And they're also a tech company that get involved in many dubious activities there's a whole there's a whole story to tech it um and basically at the end of the first one i don't know the plot of the first one but at the end of the first one Hayachi throws his son into a volcano um so that's kazuya kazuya gets thrown into a volcano in order to survive he makes a deal with the devil who he already has what is known as the devil gene inside himself uh, and sort of embraces it and then returns in Tekken 2. And everyone's like, oh, my God, I thought he was dead. No, he's not dead. Now he's the devil. Um, and then it then basically becomes a quest for his dad to be like, but I want to be a devil. And then, then that's the plot of Tekken from then on. And then all everybody else in his family has the devil gene except for him, and he's just a big jealous boy <laughs> for seven games. He's like, oh, my grandson has the devil gene. Oh, my, my own dad has the devil gene. Oh, my stepson has the devil gene. Everybody except me, Hihachi. Uh, so, yeah, I guess it's cool that he's there. Does this mean Tekken's going to switch? That's nice, I guess. Um, I don't think Tekken's as relevant as it used to be on a casual level. It's still very loved. It's very loved at a competitive level, like and always like will be, particularly I think in Asia. Um, but yeah, casually it was like everybody. I swear, growing up, everyone was either Tekken or Street Fighter, or if you were a Nintendo boy, you might have Soul Calibur. Um, but it was Tekken and Street Fighter. Everybody's house you'd go to, they'd have one of those. Now no one really... Ha- oh, and Mortal Kombat. How could I forget Mortal Kombat? Um, you were the edgy friend. Um, so those were, the th- those were the three. And I feel that really only Mortal Kombat has like held their spot sort of like for casual gamers. Everything else it seems to be all about competitive. And like I'm not inclined to get Tekken anymore. But every console I had, every PlayStation I had, I had Tekken. And this generation i just don't care <laughs> i don't know what it is um maybe it's because these newer generations you're less inclined to play local multiplayer yeah and that's what made fighting games fun on playstation 1 and playstation 2 was sitting there with your mate going head to head in a fighting game and you just don't do that anymore you go online and then fighting games online are dodgy if you've got bad connections like we do in Australia. So then it's limited fun by yourself. Anyway, Kazuya's in Smash Bros. Hooray. <laughs> <laughs> do you think you'll have an advantage? 
because they they do try and make those crossover characters work similar to the the games they come from. Um. No, I don't think I'll have an advantage. I'd be interested to see what he plays like and see how it translates over because I'm just trying to remember one of my favourite Kazuya moves is like a spinning foot thing. Um, I always thought that Tekken was easier to play than Street Fighter. You could pull off cooler moves with less buttons. And Mortal Kombat for that mind as well. Damn straight, how dare you forget. Mortal Kombat is all about the combos. But Tekken felt very much like it was a combination of like buttons together rather than a string of buttons. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say the same thing. It's more about like... Like X circle equals this different move as opposed to like X then circle. Yeah, to like square, juggle something. Back. Yeah. But yeah. Well, that was a lot of words about that game. Who do we want for The Last Fighter? I think I'm still, I, I like the idea of Goku. I don't, it would be the biggest hell yeah if he showed up. I, would, I like, I think I like Goku the most. Unless they give me Waluigi, I don't care. It's not going to happen, and it's a dumb. I know it's one. not going to happen. I know it's going to ha- not going to happen. But I, ha- but that this is what I'm saying. I haven't cared about any of the DLC fighters. Yeah, I because cared none for of most them were Luigi. Because none of them, are, none of them are what I wanted. Like, and then like, it's nice. They're nice additions, but there's so many characters in the base game. I didn't feel that they brought anything to the table. Where I was like, oh, I've got to have it. Mm. You weren't a Piranha Pete fan? He was free. Got him for free. <laughs> Crash. I want Crash Bandicoot. Give me the Bandicoot. That would be great. How, I want the Bandicoot. How, what, what do we actually think it is? What do we think is most likely? Because it's the last one. It's got to oh, go I off with no a bang, idea. right? Do you think you it'll think. be... You'd think. <laughs> do you think it'll be a fan favorite sort of thing, or do you think it'll be some another like average crossover kind of character? I reckon it's going to be first party because it's the last one. I mean, there's but a I chance. Don't Waluigi, think it'll be Waluigi. But I don't. I, think I, I don't think so because I I think they're like, haha, what a funny joke. Like and no they did that. They said about Ripley for a long time. That's true. Ripley's too big. But we got it. Because <laughs> was it Sakura's just like, I don't care anymore. Just do it. <laughs> That's pretty much what he said. He's like, ah, is yeah, all like right. An, is there anyone who's notably absent? Well, uh, well define notably. Waluigi, some would say. Like, yeah, but like we know that, that the thing around that is that there's obviously some kind of copywriting dispute. Is it? Is oh, because like, they, they didn't just come up with it. I th- they put because, him in yeah, the game. Nintendo didn't invent him, and he's usually only in sports and party games, which are developed by their like second party teams, kind of thing. Um, so Nintendo don't see him as theirs per se. So I mean, that's pure. They put him in the game, and I'm pretty sure he has like a full kit in the game. Like he has a variety of moves. So I don't think. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe this is the last fighter pass, but what if they then do like an unlock pass where they're like, yeah, we've got a full kit. Because I think there's a few characters that have like full kits that like play out randomly when you use them as assists. What if it's a... Bear with me. What if next week when Twilight... Not Twilight, but the Skyward Sword comes out... Uh, they announced that it's like the villain of Skyward Sword is the final fight. No, nah, that'd be crap. I think that'd be crap. It's because just really, you've got three versions of Link, Zelda, Sheik, Ganondorf. Yeah, that doesn't really need to be much else. Tingle. Mm, <laughs> there you go, Tingle. Yeah, there Tingle, go. Confirmed. confirmed. And you know we have a history of making stuff happen out there, so this ain't a joke. Okay. I'll go with Crash Bandicoot with Matt because then you'll have Mario, Sonic, and Crash 
all in the one game. It would be good. I think what is more likely than that, I don't know how much more likely, I could see uh, some sort of Monster Hunter rep, especially with so. Stories 2. Yeah, I don't think so either, but I think it's more likely than Crash. I feel like because like I feel like Monster Hunter would have been would have been a better earlier character, but the last one's gotta go with a bang. So I feel like it's gonna be a crash or a go. It's gonna be someone that people have wanted or is incredibly gonna be gonna be pop off like when Mega Man showed up, you know? Yeah, remember that? That was so good. And with that, I think that's, we've yeah, that's uh, it. talked about just about everything we want to talk about here. So uh Matt, take us away with all our fun links. Uh, well, so obviously the quickest way to do anything is to go to notimetogrindpodcast.com uh, where all of our links are there, similar with Facebook, which you can get from there, at no Time to Grind Podcast. There's me on Twitter, at MegamattEx. Uh, I believe there are underscores there. You, you'll find me. You'll figure it out. You're smart and I trust you. And then on the Twitch, we have Leo underscore Duh and then MegamattX. That's, that's all one word. Uh, and from all of those, unfortunately, we are not big enough on our discord to uh have a custom link so it's just a random scrambling of letters so you can find all of that on pretty much all of those um and then the only thing after that i suppose is that yeah come onto our discord because it's it's actually this is grown yeah it's big uh we've got people we we got memes we got discussion We've got Rick Rolls. It's everything you could ever want. <laughs> That's right. We got Rick Rolled once. It was. I wasn't there. It was something. It, it definitely was an occurrence. But come on in. Tell us. Uh, I think generally the big thing is how wrong we are about a game. You know, like if we're really wrong about a game, you gotta let us know. But until then, thank you very much for listening. My name's Dean Adrian. I've been Matt. And I've been Michael. What about just Sparrow? Yeah, Sparrow would be another pop-off, I think. <laughs>